All right, everybody, let's kick this weekend off right. Happy Friday. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before I bring my guest on today, the message of the week. You see, I'm in full jujitsu regalia today. Got my new Alhenzo Gracie gi on. Was, I was heady to hustle with this guy. Uh, old quote I heard many times in my martial arts school, the first martial arts school I, uh, I attended, and it is... On the road to black belt, this could be said of marketing as well. It is not about what you get in the end. It is about who you become along the way. With that, fighting out of the blue corner. <laughs> Training out of RKCMO in Fort Worth, Texas. Ryan Kovac. <laughs> you got to be unmute yourself. I'm unmuted now. Sorry about you, that. What's up, in- man? He was in a strangle. He was not. I was. <laughs> welcome. Great, welcome. great intro. Yeah, man. How's it going? Everything's great. Everything's great. Good. You rocking and rolling. Love the rocking love and the rolling. Love the gi and love Henzo, man. What yes. a what a stud. Yeah, for sure. He's got what some a, what, schools. In, he's got some schools in Tejas there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One down in Houston. Uh, I think uh, Mike Columbus, uh, who does a lot of photography for the BJJ community. Uh, I think is involved in that school and, and a good friend of mine. So yeah, man, Very growing, cool. growing his brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the funny part, I, I invited him to come on the show like a year ago, just on a whim. It was like a Twitter exchange with like a, some major podcaster. And he was like, um, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> if you could interview anybody, you know, who would it be? And I just like, put Henzo's name in and his and his handle came up. I didn't even know the dude was on Twitter. So I like hit it and he wrote back like immediately. He was like, for sure, champ, we're going to, I'll come on. And I was like, whoa. And the great part was I clicked on, I hadn't even seen his, his profile yet. I clicked on it and it was like martial artist, entrepreneur. And I was like, of course, yeah. the yeah. dude, the dude, he's got like 80 affiliates worldwide. And now I've gotten to know him, like, you know. Well, training. the entire Gracie family, is, yes. they've been great. They've been great at, at business, man. They're, they're great business people. And media, like, going right. back to, like, print print media days, you know. Yeah. They, they really, like, killed it that way. So Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's it's in the blood. But he's, I'd say he's exceptional at it. And uh, He is exceptional. And, and they don't make them like, like him anymore, man. <laughs> the stories, man, like, now that I'm there all the time and people are just, like, constantly – you know, like his, his daughter's um, boyfriend, I trained with regularly and he, yeah. he went like on an RV trip with them last year and they went, they went to Texas <laughs> and everything. And it, he was supposed to have this fight in Brazil. And he was like, man, the guy like literally lived off of like Red Bull and Skittles and like cupcakes. That was, that was what he ate. And he was like doing two a days. And like it didn't, I was like, yo man, he's unreal. The dude is totally they're, they're, they're a different, they're a different breed. Yeah. That is for sure, man. I, I, I love it. I got to do a uh, seminar, I guess, a year ago uh, with Hoist. Um, That's amazing. And I, well, yeah, I was his uki for the day, and uh, you know, he, really, he, he was showing some good, good uh, cross collar choke setups and stuff. And I mean, dude, the guy's grips just unbelievable, man. I mean, he wasn't even trying; like yeah. they were just they were iron. Like, dude's a stud. Uh, yeah. A complete legend. So lo- lo- love, love the Gracies, love what they've done. Uh, changed my life. I mean, jujitsu completely changed my life. Um, you know, it, it brought in a whole group of family of people, um, 
you know, uh, it's a cool, cool sport because you can compete later in life, you know, whereas, I mean, at a high level, you know, I mean, uh, I was competing against 20 year olds on pro stages whenever I was, you know, 40 and stuff and, and, and doing good, you know? And, and so, uh, you saw the pictures. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just, but, but you know, you can't, I mean, it's kind of, you can't really do that in a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so it's a, it's a lifetime thing, man. You I train with guys that are in their sixties, you know, uh, and, and they're salty, man. Some of them are salty. <laughs> You, when they're on top and you give that little drip and you're like, the, Oh yeah. So it's, their sweat's saltier than most. Yeah. It's there's there, there, don't mess with the old guy that's on the mat. There's a reason. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so great. yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, a, a wonderful journey. I, I recommend it to literally anybody. Um, I guess you could call us the, the CrossFit of martial arts. You know, when you're in jujitsu, you, you just, you, you tell everybody about it. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's good for so many, good for so many things. And my daughter is on fight to win pro uh, now quite a bit and uh, you know, tearing up the jujitsu scene. She's going right now. She's driving down to Austin for uh, yeah. state for state uh, for oh, wrestling. Okay. Yeah. There's a, and, uh, there's a WNO uh, match tonight. In- yeah. 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 So she's, she's, uh, it's her first year wrestling. Of course, she's been on the jujitsu match her whole life. Uh, so she's been, I mean, it's a little unfair advantage for the rookie year, but she'll, she'll, she'll definitely win rookie state when she comes home, uh, this weekend for wrestling. She's just been murdering everybody. So I love it. My son was a five-time world champion in jujitsu and a a two-time state wrestling champion. Um, he's going in the military, uh, this next year. So it's a family thing, right? Yeah. Uh, my That's wife's, so- my wife's a blue belt. She's been training a long time, but she's casual. Yeah. You know, so I got, I got one of those two. I got a, I got yeah. a blue belt. Blue yeah. Belt. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, she loves it, but you know, she can get to class once every couple of weeks and she's just casual about it. Um, but she loves it. And, and, and so it's a, it's a full family thing, man. Yeah. No, we have the same. So my, you know, we, my wife's been training, for like four years, but you know, not as committed yeah. as the other kid in the middle. And that, that yep. you know, she trained, yeah. she did her last class literally five days before the baby was born. That's and, awesome, man. Yeah. So our, our third is like a, she's a pure dojo baby and she's been hanging around Hintos. My two older ones, they trained for several years too. And now yeah. like kids' classes are off right now, unfortunately, here. But right, um, right. You know, they've got adult classes back, but We've already talked to uh, to Hanzo about um, when they start the kids program back up. They want us all, there which is ironic up. because the kids don't really get COVID, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> let's let the adults die. You know. You know, uh. it's just that people aren't ready to handle it. I think it's not. Yeah. Not so yeah. much a public safety concern. It's more of like what's going on up the here. Mental. Yeah. yeah, we caught it in November. Uh, my wife and I got it. I went to the ER twice. It, it tore me up. Um, yeah. She was pretty sick too. But then we had two kids in the house that never even tested positive. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre, man. So it's just a real, really, really strange virus. Yeah. Same with so, us. We all, we all, most of us got it, but like our 10 year old tested negative for like antibodies and everything and yeah, never showed any <laughs> symptoms. She like coughed a couple times, but she typo blood. I have no idea. It's a weird thing, man. A lot of people are 
I mean, a lot of people type O blood just simply aren't getting it. So mm. I'd, it'd be interesting to find out if she's type O uh, because the, the two daughters we have uh, that did not even test positive were type O mm. um, and two friends of mine that have never had it or <clears throat> seemingly been exposed to it uh, are type O. It's weird, but there's some, there's some medical uh, literature online about that. Um, so, you know, if you type O yeah. could be. I get asked my wife. I thought it was just because of her attitude. She's the, it's she, probably her attitude, but you know, t- she's the tough one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Man, exactly. So Got to work that mental jujitsu on her. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, how long yeah, have you been? Stuff. How long have you been training for? This this year, uh, twelve years. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I got my black belt in about ten years. Took me about 10 years to get it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I was a, I was a partial owner in a school. Uh, I was training, you know, uh, all the way until I got my black. I got a little lazy after I got my black, but you know, I was training six days a week, sometimes twice a day. I was competing regularly. So, you know, where some guys were ranking up, you know, over the 10 year period as, as, as fast as, as I was, you know, they, they were going to class maybe three or four times a week, right? I mean, I think when you put yourself out there as kind of a an instructor and a competitor and everything else, you know, it's a little slower go, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I went through purple quick, but I stayed in, at Brown a long time. I was Brown for like three and a half years. And it's just because I had goals. I was competing at Brown a lot. There was a couple of guys that kind of had my number. You know, I'd meet them up in <laughs> tournaments. They'd just beat me. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't want my black yet, man. I want to go. I want to go beat those Gotta guys. Get these right? guys first. <laughs> right. So, awesome. you know, I stayed at Brown for a long time, but uh, and, and blue for a long time as well. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun journey, man. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I recommend it to anybody and, 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 you know, related to marketing. So this is a, a business podcast, right? Like, you know, it's, there's so many parallels, um, you know, it takes 10 years to get a black belt. Um, you know, in marketing, I feel like, you know, companies, companies, uh, you know, reach out their, their startups or they've been in business even 10 years or whatever, but they've never really put a cohesive marketing plan together. And, you know, they, they bounce around. It's kind of like the school hoppers and in, in jujitsu. They kind of yeah. bounce around from one marketing agency to the next. They never let anything settle in. They never, they never let a true marketing plan gel uh, and, 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 and things like that. And they want instant results, kind of like the spazzy white belt. You know, they want to come in and, 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 and defeat the black belt. It ain't going to happen. You're not gonna, you just need to calm down settle down and, and learn and, and let things learn and let things gel and get and, and get into motion. And, and it takes time, you know, to, to have a, a system that's genin, right? So, you know, I, I could, I could go on and on about the parallels of marketing and jujitsu, man. Yeah, it's, no, we will. We're going to take a break in just a minute, but we definitely, yeah. that's we just dedicate the rest of the show to that. It's exactly why I used the quote that I did, because I, I've seen that, um, you know, I, I've never approached marketing that way, but I've, I've heard a lot of people who are really looking for that instant gratification. Like they need, they want that little hook that's just going to bring money in like real fast. Yeah. That's a rough way to live, man. It's that's, a rough way to live. And it's and, a bad strategy. 
Yeah. And, and it's the same in jujitsu. You're not going to last very long. If that's your approach, man, you're going to, you're going to get hurt. You're going to hurt somebody else. You're going to peter out. You're not yeah. going to see the benefit of it. And like you said, these things. And yeah, your ego is going to kill you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of time, we're going to take a break. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right, right to that. We'll be right back. Got it. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we're zooming to Fort Worth, Texas, talking to Black Belt and CMO Ryan Kovic. Uh, I was just starting to draw on the many, many parallels in marketing and jujitsu. But before we do continue with that, we heard a little bit about your, you know, your jujitsu journey. How about uh, your marketing journey? You went to, yeah. you went to like a creative school, it looks like, and uh, coming from that background. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mom uh, was an entrepreneur, owned a 
a, a business for, for many years and was successful there. Uh, <clears throat> grew up in it, uh, worked there in the summers. And then, um, you know, as I, by the age of 25, I was the general manager, but like, I was always kind of a, an artist, a musician, a designer, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and I just enjoyed, like, this was before digital marketing, right? And, you know, I mean, digital, the way we know it today, yeah. you know, it was still very print oriented websites were just coming around, um, you know, and, and all of that. So <clears throat> I really enjoyed ad layout, ad copy, uh, creating the marketing message and things like that. And so I broke away from her company and started a, a, an ad agency in the back of her, um, of her offices. So she had a pretty large facility and had an area in the back. And so, um, Started that, uh, grew it to about 15 employees. Um, things were rocking and rolling. And then in 2009, um, you know, the stock market crashed. My industry that I was focused on was hit very heavily. Um, bloodbath, like woke up in, in, in between a Monday and a Friday, like lost half my business, right? It's one of those things. And so I sold that agency to a couple of guys that worked for me. Uh, they had been with me from the, from the beginning. They were young and, and had no kids, no mortgages. They were real lean and mean. I had a first child and, you know, I had uh, a house and cars and a wife and things to take care of. And so sold it to them and, and, and went out as an independent consultant for years um, to the same industry. I just worked with a couple of my larger accounts that, uh, you know, kept me on as a consultant. So, um Went to work for a marketing firm that brought me in uh, as their director um, in early 2019. Everything was rocking and rolling. COVID hit, massive layoffs. Uh, so in um, October, I finally, you know, I kind of went back out there and got, you know, a, a few more of my older clients that had stayed with me all the years. And then I said, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger, man. I'm like going full steam ahead. And in October, um, uh, brought in a brought in a, uh, a VP of ops. Started, you know, hiring some uh, some some delivery folks. Um, hit the gas hard, and you know, I, I mean, we're only in March, so probably six, seven, eight months in. Um, and you know, we, we've generated, you know, probably. 600,000 in recurring, you know, retainers, uh, up to this point. Um, and we're just getting started. So, you know, life's been, life's been good. It's been fast. It's been, it's been rock and roll and go, you know, um, but we're working with some great clients, um, who, and, and now I'm smarter, man. Well, you know, like I vet, I vet my, my potential prospects a lot harder than I used to. Used to, you just take anything, like, if you got money, uh, you can work with me. Right. And we're just not taking that approach anymore. You know, we want to make sure that our clients have the right mindset, that they're, that they're in this for the long term. Uh, like we were mentioning earlier, you know, just, mm. there is no get rich quick marketing takes time. A brand takes time. You know, it's got to, uh, it's got to mature. And so, it's been fun, man. We've had strong uh, client retention. Haven't lost an account since we've started. Uh, you know, not that it's been that long, but I mean, in this marketing world, uh, again, you know, the, the average lifespan of a relationship is less than a year, which is terrible. Yeah. People 
go, they put some money in, they don't get immediate leads. So they leave, um, you know, and, and so, uh, it's not even a blue belt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you're, you are literally still learning how to bow into class. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can't even, I mean, can't even, can't even tie the belt yet. <laughs> you can't tie your belt, you know, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's that, that's the thing, man. And I just think, I think there's so many, like we, we were talking, you know, like trying to get some parallels between you know, like jujitsu marketing, jujitsu business and things like that. And there is so many, you know, jujitsu is a lot about strategy and being patient. It's a lot about capitalizing on others' mistakes. Um, you know, uh, it's all, it's in the same sense. I'd say, you know, you don't focus on your comp- uh, your competition. Mm-hmm. You don't focus on them. You're in competition with yourself. You make your company better every day. You make yourself better every day, you know, and when you do and you show up and you show up to class, so to speak, um, you're gonna, you're gonna win the game. Right. Um, and so, you know, again, you go on and on and on about, uh, about the, the parallels there. Um, you know, I'm sure you've seen it in, 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 in your, your life and in your work and, and everything else. It, it, it's so applicable, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's a guy on LinkedIn, uh, Travis Hartley, I think is his name. Are you familiar with him? And he's got an Instagram account called Jiu-Jitsu Save My Life. Yep. I'm going to start one called Jiu-Jitsu Save My Restaurant because I would have <laughs> I would have burned yeah. this place to the ground. The great part is the school was just a few doors down. So right. I, al- I just always had a bag packed with a clean gi ready to go. Yep. And uh, it was just like if things, you know, if I had a minute, I would run out. I'd take a class. I'd come back and like whatever was happening, I was I was in a much better reset mentally. But you it just, does. You learn all that you're in there. You're hearing those messages. The big guys on top of you and you hear the professor saying, like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Calm be down. Patient. Yeah. Take use your, your technique. Yeah, Don't, yeah. You know, use leverage. Yep. Not strength. It's funny, like, you know, I heard, you know, I was hearing like Tony Robbins talk about leverage all the time, like, you know, three or four years ago. And I was like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what and the I, fuck does that mean? But now you know. <laughs> and it was funny because I was in class. I was, I was probably, a, I'd just gotten my blue belt and, um, and, and they said something about leverage. And I was like, hey, and I was like, and they, the, <laughs> they were into Tony Robbins. And I was like, what does that, like, I get it in jujitsu. What does that mean in business? And right. they, just, they just like lifted the veil and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, set me on a new path, man. It does. And so like when you said it saved your restaurant, does that mean like, does that mean it gave you more patience? It made you uh, more comfortable in the uncomfortable. Uh, it allowed you to handle situations with more clarity because you don't panic and freak out. Right. Yep. I mean, is, is that. And, I, and I, yeah. And I just started to think about it in this terms of like, OK, if if I want to commit to this martial art and this mindset and this skill set to get to black belt, which is only just the beginning, right? You get to black of, of belt, and then it's like, you, you know, now you can really get started. You know, exactly. If I'm willing to make that commitment there, why would I not make that commitment with my own business? Exactly. With, and stop thinking about cashing out quickly and just really think about like. I want this to survive. You know, I really want this to survive. If, if you don't, then fine. I understand if you're not, if you're not, you know, that's not your, your protocol for your business, then, then move on and find something sure. that you are willing to commit to. But I knew, especially like when the pandemic set in, it was like, I had people, I had employees just leaving town. They were like, we're out of here. 
And I like half my staff's looking at me like, what do we do? And I'm like, <laughs> hang in the pocket, baby. I was like, we're, we're going to work from the bottom guys. <laughs> I was like, let me show you something. This one was called close guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to work it. from the bottom and, and we're going to use leverage and we're going to use technique to figure out how to fucking get out from under this shit. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> and like, it's so funny because, you know, if, if, someone would have asked me if someone would have told me on like March 3rd in two weeks, you're, 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 you know, you're not going to be able to seat people at all. You're going to be takeout only. And that's going to last for three months. And then for the next three months, you're only going to be able to seat outside outside and then half. And, (laughs) and, and uh, you know, they would have said in in restaurant business is hard enough when it's it's ginning like a hundred (laughs) percent, like it's a tough business. It's crazy. But if they would have said, like, how long do you give yourself? I would have been like, we'll be close in two weeks. And here we are, you know, almost a year later. And the, and the regulations have gone up and down. Of course. Like, they just opened dining rooms again. And it is so weird to go from, like, three months of telling people, no, you can't come in. No, you can't come in. No, you can't come in. No, come in. Please, come in. <laughs> come in. Like, it's so yeah. weird. It's such a strange thing. But no, no more awkward than that big uh, Russian guy on top of you sweating in your face and just like in your organs and then yep you, you you wiggle out and you look at him and you smile and he goes what the, the fuck man? yeah man it's 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 yeah it's it's, it's interesting it. uh have you uh ha- have have you guys like have you returned to somewhat normal at the restaurant i mean i know not not you know from new york as a whole but like have you are people psychologically willing to go in and sit down and eat? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny because, you know, there's such a sampling of the population here. You get it all, you know. Right. You get the total, like, naysayers to the total, like, people call and they're like, they still want, you know, you to drop the bag off, uh, you know, on their right. and they They want no contact at all um, and everything in between. And so we have to be available to all of them. We have to be Bizarre. like, oh, so you want to just come in and sit down, like six of you, no mask, party, great, we got you. Oh, you want to like walk through? We have <laughs> we have a, a family that comes in, you know, mask, head to toe, gilled up, <laughs> <they bring, laughs> talking like Vader. They're like, <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. But they bring they bring sure. their own disposable. Um, cutlery glasses everything they we drop the plates in front of them wow. they know what they want already they just tell us real quick we drop the plates that's it a bottle of wine they they poured it in their own glasses they're not touching any any of our stuff so like that it's a big panorama and then like people that are like well, do you want to sit inside oh i don't know well oh, okay let's try it you know and, and you right know, watching people like hash it out in their own head and i'm just like whatever you guys want i'm here for man yeah, man. You know, it's funny because here in Texas, I think we walk in and just immediately lick the shopping cart. You know, we just don't we just don't give a shit. Right. People here. <laughs> yeah, we're dying at a real rapid rate. But hey, you know, we're the That's herd. Right. Funny. And, it, you know, it, but, but it's, it's a still, it's a yeah. it's a different mindset. It is. And still nobody's like all other states have paled in comparison to New York in terms of cases and deaths after all the protocols. and everything. We're still we like to be number one. We like to be. Uh, I mean, you just love to just be you love to win. man. (laughs) I know it's 
it's sad, you know, and it's, and it, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tragic what it's done. Like I said, I was in the ER twice, so I can speak to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lips turned blue. I, you know, they gave me a steroid shot and said, hang out here for an hour. If your oxygen doesn't come up, you're going on a ventilator. I mean, I was that sick. Oh yeah. Um, and so from somebody that's been through it, you know, and has been extraordinarily sick the entire month of, of, of November, uh, I make no jokes about it. It's very serious. It's tragic and all that, but there is a level of, you know, I've said this, I've been consistent about this from day one. Uh, there is a level of, you know, take precautions, you know, uh, and use common sense, man. Yeah. But, but being walking around terrified of life is insane to me. Uh, we wore masks, uh, m- my wife and I, we didn't go out much. We did uh, do our stay in the house for the however long that was uh, to flatten the curve. I mean, we followed all the rules, right? right? Like, you know, and we still got it. Yeah. We still got it. And we right. still got really, really sick. Um, we didn't have anybody over our houses. We weren't going to any parties or anything. And, you know, finally, man, I just, uh, you know, now I'm just uh, of the mindset. Of course, I can speak to it because I've, I've had it, I guess. So I have an advantage. But, you know, I'm just finally of the, of the mindset of I'm going to live my life, man. I'll throw the mask on if I'm going in somewhere to, to make everybody else happy. But I'm not doing it for myself. You know, I'm just yeah. I'm over it. Like, screw fuck COVID. This thing came in like I was like you. I was working with the company. I'd been there almost a year, felt very untouchable. Things were going pretty good. A uh, company, you know, things were going good and woke up on March the 16th and was let go just like that. And I mean, not only are we facing a global pandemic and you're locked in your home and you all of no that, <laughs> now you got no job. And, you know, thank goodness the company was, uh, it's a great company. I love them to death. You know, thank goodness there was some, some, some good, uh, you know, severance and benefits and, 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 and things like that. And it gave me the fire in my belly to go, I, look, I've been an entrepreneur. I need to stay an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. Let me, let me go full steam ahead. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm done with it, man. This whole thing can just be, be gone. Uh, people just need to, I think, get back to normal life. It just is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We're going to take another break. All right. So hang tight. Yep. Everybody will be right back. See you in a Sounds minute. good. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Folks, welcome back again. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. We're talking to Ryan Kovac here in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, sir. And as he said last segment, fuck COVID. Let's move on. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to choke you out. Yo, I just saw this thing on Twitter. A friend sent it to me. A guy, I think he was in India or something like that, choked out a leopard that attacked his family and killed it. The thing that attacked his family and he choked the leopard. Did you? Oh, you need to. You need to re, uh, look up. I don't know if it's uh, real or not, but um, I think it was a year or two ago. A uh, family, the the guy that did the mountain lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it. Henry Gracie did. The, he was like Henry Gracie grabbed that bull by the horns. Talk about marketing. He was like, right. We all need jujitsu. This is so real. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, a freaking mountain lion, just a rear naked choke, man. That's awesome. That's why I so, said, man, uh, I just get a get a body triangle from the back and choke his ass out. I mean, control yeah. the leg. What's a mountain lion compared to somebody like Henzo? They got a lot of neck, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'd rather fight the mountain lion. <laughs> he was doing, I was there one day uh, recently, he was teaching Nogi, and and he was the guy he was using for Uke, I know him, and he was like doing these chokes. The guy was wincing every time, and I was like, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I was like, I don't ever want to feel that, and I'm partnering up, we're doing, we're drilling the technique, and the guy wasn't doing it right, and Hinzo came over, he's like, no, 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 he's like, you, come here. <laughs> and he I was like, no! And he was like, <laughs> Like, so have you have you had a chance to uh have you had a chance to to roll or, or anything with the ryans no no they left now they're in uh they're in puerto rico they're in puerto rico that's yeah. right oh, they, okay they left sometime last year and i i had not joined yet um okay no no they're they're, they're yeah. gone right now dan hurst boy nikki's nikki's coming up too man that's oh yeah Let's freakish those guys are yoked too, man. They posted a picture yesterday. They're all like jacked, right? I mean, he was like a little teeny guy, you know, dude is like, he's well, Gordon, you know, so, yeah. talking about business, man. I mean, this isn't like rocket science or anything, but like I've managed a couple of UFC fighters about 2012, 2013. 
Uh, one guy was a 135er. He was on the Ultimate Fighter TV series, and then he was having some success in uh, in the UFC on the undercards, um, and then got on to the main card as as like the first guy on the card, right? Yeah. And he was having some success, but he he in real life he was funny, sarcastic, smart ass, the guy in the bar that would, you know, be a little rowdy and everything. He would switch when he was on TV and be around, you know, like when he was being interviewed and stuff, he'd switch to this really nice guy and it didn't work. And I was yeah. like, dude, you're missing out on money, bro. Like you, you need to be a smart ass. You need to be you. You need to call fighters out. Like when me and you are just talking and you're calling this guy out, that's another 135er. And you're like, man, I'd love to fight that piece of shit, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, I was like, that's what you need to be saying. Like you're missing out on money. And he was like, no, man, if I do that, I'll, you know, none of my fans will like me. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be respectful, be the gentleman and all that. I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it looks fake. It's, it, it feels fake, bro. Well, anyways, you know, look, Conor McGregor comes in. Uh, these Gordon Ryan's. Gordon Ryan's a good shit Woo! talker, bro. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic Yo. shit talker. And 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 Conor <laughs> McGregor and these guys. And and look, I I don't know if there's anybody in jujitsu. I mean, maybe through affiliations and stuff. But I'm talking personal purse, you know, sponsorships and everything that's making more money than Gordon Ryan. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's it's to the point now where Danaher talked him out of going into uh, MMA because he's like, why go get your why? head knocked in? You're going to make less money, less money and take more damage. You'll you yes. might not ever make the amount of money you're making right now as a grappler. Right? Correct. Which is insane because grapplers always went to MMA to make money. Yes. But he's but again, that translates into, you know, sometimes this, I, I made a post, I think it was yesterday or the day before on LinkedIn about, you know, marketing's become too safe. You know, I remember when I had my ad agency in the early 2000s, um, all the rage was um, risque marketing, really risque messaging, funny ass videos that went viral on the internet, people pushing the boundaries. Companies were calling and hiring us to, to do that, to come up with yeah. that. You can't find that now. Yeah. Everybody's so uh, sensitive and offended over every fucking thing. The cancel culture is insane and all this other stuff. Right. And so now you've got companies like we can't have anything go out the door that might offend that might, uh, you know, open us up to something yeah. or whatever. Right. And the safeness is the safety um you know mindset to me is so bizarre like um i don't know man there's so, so much room for players in certain industries to get to get rowdy and 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 take over but there's no question gordon ryan could have been the grappler that he is and been super gentlemanly never talked shit and everything and he would be obviously a world champion, an ADCC champion. He'd be welcome on any mat, anywhere, and he would compete all the time. His purse wouldn't be anywhere near what it is. Nowhere. And so, in, to me, it's interesting. You know, Conor yeah. McGregor, you know, just got his ass beat by Dustin Poirier a couple of weeks ago. I love the guy. I love his movement, everything else. But there's no question he made – 
hundreds of millions of dollars, far beyond anybody else in MMA because of his marketing, because of his attitude, because of his shit talk and his rowdiness, right? It's a, it's a good lesson for somebody out there. Now, granted, if you're a law firm or something, maybe not. If it, you know, whatever, maybe but don't it, throw water bottles, you know, maybe not, <laughs> maybe right? not, but, but there's a lesson there. There's a lesson there for any entrepreneurs listening, uh, you know, today that, you know, if you've got something in, in your heart, in your mind, you want to go out and do it. And, and, and it's, you know, well, maybe people won't like me if I say this, or maybe, maybe it'll be too, 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 too risque, or maybe, you know, it'll rub somebody or offend somebody or whatever, man. I don't know. I think if it's on your heart and I think if it's, if it feels right for your brand and, and you want to be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of a shit talker, I think it's okay, man, quite frankly. No, I agree. I, it's funny. I was on the way here today, just right before the show, I was just like crossing the street and I was just thinking the same thing. It's like, man, you just got to fucking go. I mean, I think the one thing like the last year taught us is like, like you just getting laid off. Like, you have to go for it, man. Really, go. No, nobody's going to be there for you. And what you learned as an entrepreneur, one of my mentors was on the show last year and he said it. He's like, you know, you really get it when you when you understand like there's nobody back there to catch you. you that's know, right. That's when you're like, oh, and then like you can't worry. And it's the beginning of imposter syndrome, which you were just talking about, like questioning, well, like, what are they going to think? Like, don't fucking worry about that. Don't shit. worry about it. They are not going to pay your bills when all hell breaks loose. Those people are going to disappear on you, you know, and you guys, it's that meme. It's that meme. That's like the one person with their head in their hand. And it says, no one gives a shit. And then right below is the person going, cause it says no one gives a shit. Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. Cause no one gives a shit. <laughs> they don't like, they only care about Let's just be real. I love my friends and my family and I care about people. But in reality, we always just care about what is our business doing? What is our household doing? How is our mortgage getting paid? And if what you're doing or saying isn't helping to contribute to that, then it's pretty low on my totem pole, right? Um, and, you know, when you finally realize no one gives a shit and you just got to go and you're going to make mistakes, there's going to be things that hit and people love. There's going to be things that bomb. Who gives a, you know, who gives a crap, man? Just, just grab the bull by the horns and go. Now, what I would recommend to entrepreneurs, and this has been very helpful to me, um, is I do think, and just like in jujitsu, you know, uh, there's always, there's always that black belt wisdom that you can go to when you're like, man, coach, you know, I felt like I was on fire, you know, last year, this year, man, I, I can't seem to, I can't seem to get anything right. I feel like my jujitsu is going backwards, you know, like I feel like I suck, you know, or whatever. Right. And you're, you know, and your black belt gives you that wisdom. Like, Hey man, we've all been there. It happened to me. It happened to Henzo. I'm sure it happened to everybody. You know, this is the time that number one, it probably isn't as bad as you think it is. Number two, uh, it could be, and that's okay. Like power through it. It'll come back. Just stay on the mat. Right. Uh, and, and all of that, but I do recommend highly recommend that entrepreneurs, especially younger ones or people that are, you know, not gazillionaire entrepreneurs who can afford to make a ton of mistakes when it's all on the line, right. Is yeah. to get a mentor, get a really fucking good business mentor, a guy that you can just call or a female that you can call and cry on their shoulder 
and have that sounding board. I wouldn't make it your wife or your spouse because they'll get tired of hearing it because they live with you every day. I would find that somebody external that, you know, you can go to and just say, man, I had the Midas touch last year. Every a prospect that came through the door, we closed and we were making money. Now I can't seem, you know, now I can't, I was selling fire to Satan and now I can't sell a cup of water to, you know, somebody that's dying of thirst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, no, that's, that's great advice. It really is. It, you, you need that wisdom. You need that, yeah. you need that sounding board, somebody to calm you down and say, you know, well, here, make this, make this adjustment, yeah. you know? All right. One more quick break and we'll come back for that last round. All right. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. everybody last round ding 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 we're back with brian kovac fort worth texas talking about all things brazilian jiu-jitsu and marketing the parallels between the two uh before we go on just a couple shout outs steven g pope janai Ball, and nick lozano hopping in the comments hard on linkedin all uh, i love those guys really really great dudes yeah all of them have been on the show too yeah Yeah. man yeah Yeah, they're they're just solid people man uh steven and i have done some some work prior uh and and 
Yeah, Nick's super, super cool. And I love Nick's new uh, quote series he's been doing. (laughs) Shit's cracking me up, man. He needs to keep that going. Well, it's like what you said, you know, you got to take risks. You got to like, LinkedIn especially, it's got that. I love it. It's like, you know, everybody feels like they have to have this like polish, like, oh, this is my business like profile. This is my business Facebook. I got, and Nick's like, Fuck that. I'm going to quote the Simpsons. I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote the Simpsons and Dwight Schrute and right. all that, man. It's freaking great stuff, man. I crack up, yeah. dude. I love it. That's, that's yeah. the thing, man. It sticks out and it's, uh, it, it's, it's good, man. It's good, lighthearted stuff, man. Yeah. So two things that have really come up between like, I do a number of live broadcasts a week and then also, uh, working with clubhouse. I'm in a couple yeah. of lines right now. The two things that have really stood out, and we you you mentioned them both today, which it, it's like just further evidence for me, like yeah, do it. You're on the right path. Is like have that mentor or accountability partner, just that person yep. that's external that's been there. You know, like working with the black belt. They're like, yeah. you know what, it didn't work because you didn't your knee was in the wrong spot. I made that mistake Correct. times, and I never do anymore because I fucked it up. And so it's great to just hear that. Um, you know, from somebody that's been there and it, it's well, yeah. Such- and the mentor don't go get a mentor. That's a white belt, man. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was I mean, say. <laughs> right. you know, get, there's a bunch of them out there. You go on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and yeah. clubhouse and, and Twitter and everywhere else and Instagram and all of it. They are littered with people yeah. that, um, I, I personally, and I sit back, you know, uh, and, and watch like some people, and some people I personally know, like, dude, I know you and you're on here saying six figures in seven months. And I'm like, Please. you know, dude, you're showing up to class at jujitsu in a 84 civic and you're in a, you know, a, a one bedroom apartment. And you asked me for gas money last week, bro. Yep. Uh, calm down just because you got a pretty face <laughs> and you know how to talk. You know, I mean, you and you really do. You've got to vet that mentor. The person's got to be a salty dog in business that's done it and has has been there and failed, like openly been like failed. I've done it. Someone said to me once, like, what successful CEO do you think? hasn't royally fucked up like the ones that are good they've 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 really messed up and yeah. come back like that's when you know the comeback the comeback fighter you know? yeah man uh yeah absolutely uh if you haven't if you haven't completely bombed and been close to bankruptcy or whatever in business yeah. I, I i i almost uh i almost uh question <laughs> If, right. You know, now, again, I mean, some people haven't and they've all, sure. you know, they've always had the Midas touch. There are those people. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, if you hadn't, you know, if you didn't have a silver spoon given to you growing up uh, and, and all of that, and you really earned your stripes, you've made mistakes, man. And um, opportunities everywhere. I was I was running my agency. I had my first son. And we lived in a two-story house that had a balcony and the stairs had these rails that were pretty dangerous. And, you know, there was just all of these ways, like my new toddler could just die. Right. So I went to the yellow pages, yellow pages. That's how old I am. Right. Went to the yellow pages looking for a childproofing company and there wasn't any. And so I was, I went to my wife and I said, this is insane. Like we could be making a fortune childproofing homes for bigger, more affluent homes, uh, you know, so kids don't die. Right. So 
I kept my agency. This was a complete side project. And we, I found handyman that already had businesses and I just licensed our stuff to them mm-hmm. and ran some radio ads. We grew this company significantly, created a franchise, sold 16 franchises nationwide before I sold it. It's still going today. Uh, we partnered with Babies R Us and all that. I knew nothing about childproofing. It was an opportunity. I saw it. I said, somebody's got to do it. You know, uh, company's still going. Uh, that was 17 years ago. Company's still going strong. Um, and I knew nothing about the industry. But what I did is I saw an opportunity. It was a need and capitalized on it. Um, and I was too stupid for anybody to tell me I couldn't do it. Right. And I think, I think that's the thing, you know, like if you have an entrepreneurial mind, get with the mentor, uh, always, you know, have that person, but also don't be afraid. Like if there's a need, provide it, give it, you know, um, I think that's the, I think that's, you know, for the younger folks listening, man, I think that's the, the number one thing, just there's, there's so many opportunities out there. You just have to go for it. There really you know? are. That's amazing. We got just a few minutes left. Tell people where they can, uh, they can get in contact with you and learn more about you. Yeah, man. Uh, so my website's rkcmo.com. Uh, you can go there uh, if you want to check it out. And uh, of course on LinkedIn, just Ryan Kovach. I, you know, I've got a business page on there, but it gets buried. No one listens to it. Uh, so everything's on my personal LinkedIn. Just shoot me a, a request. I'll accept it. Uh, and, you know, just love to get to know anybody out there. And uh, if I can be of any assistance, dude, hook me up. But Jeremiah, thank you so much, dude. This thank has you, been man. awesome. I love yeah. it. Uh, I love I love other fellow uh, jujitsu players. And for any of you out there listening, man, go join a gym. Sign up and do some classes. You won't, you won't regret it. It's life-changing. It's amazing. Somebody asked me the other day, like, what are, what are the two things you would suggest for uh, up-and-coming new business? And, like, one was business-related and the other one was, like, start jujitsu. Like, start jujitsu. It, it teaches you so <laughs> many lessons that, like you said, that help you in your business. They yeah. really do. It teaches life lessons. So um, can't recommend it enough. Um, find an accredited black belt. <laughs> For the just love like, of God, just like a mentor, yeah. Yes. Make make sure you make sure you know the, the lineage and, and that it's legit, right? But other than that, man, um, yeah, uh, great great show and and uh, love to be back on someday. Absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and are you? Do you go on Clubhouse occasionally? So I was a very early on Clubhouse. My okay. my problem with Clubhouse is I want to participate so much that it burns my time. So I'm, I'm, I'm reconfiguring my strategy with clubhouse, you know, to get followings, you got to really just be on there a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I got to do work for my clients. So I'm trying to figure out right. how to do it, build the, been, build the audience. And, and, yeah, and I've, yeah, I've been working small rooms. I was asking because I'm going to put one together, mainly through a, a bunch of people on LinkedIn, just called BJJ and biz. And we just, oh, I'd love to. Yeah, and we could just do like this that. exponentially. I've had so much, uh, so much fun, and such good experiences on this more intimate rooms. And now I'm doing like two or three a week, and it's me. Yeah. It's, you know, we schedule it, and we invite people ahead of time, and that's how it's marketing. You just you know market it. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. 
And that's yeah. what I need to do is make it micro and yeah. all that where, you know, and just not be on it all damn day. Exactly. I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> I don't get time for that. <laughs> Speaking of time, we're out of that too. So we're going to head out. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Ryan. Everybody have a great weekend. Peace out. Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.